and I mean, it's the biggest launch system that NASA ever built. Then they turned this feature off again, then they turned it on again, and then they turned Twitter Blue off completely. 500 drones light up the New York City sky to celebrate Candy Crush. <laughs> Hi and welcome to episode 38 of Tech Review. Every two weeks, no wait, every week we gather to discuss the hottest topics in technology, innovation and social media. And on camera three today, there is Vincent. On camera two, there is Henrique. Henrique, I can't, I can't get used to uh, pronounce you Henrique. And on camera one, hi, this is me, I'm Tarek. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy, and Update.com. You can watch us live, live, <laughs> not right now, but usually you can watch us live and record it on YouTube. But if you prefer to just listen to our wonderful voices while you're working out, driving a car, or flying through space, you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast, podcast platforms. So... <laughs> One of your best intros. Ever. <laughs> Definitely. The, the classic podcast. The, the podcast platforms. Yeah. So before yeah. we go into the news and what happened this week, the most important question was, where have you been today? Oh, yeah, by the way, today uh, we are recording on Wednesday, November 16th, and this is a very special day, and that's why I'm asking, where have you been today on this special day at 7 a.m. Central European time when Artemis was finally successfully launching. In my living room with my Artemis mug in my head, which I don't have with me here right now, which is uh, a big mistake. And in my full gear, watching and finger-crossing <laughs> uh, life. <laughs> Vincent, where were you? Uh, in uh, I was in bed. I had my phone with me. Um... Watching. You watched it on the phone. <laughs> I, I, it was still quite dark, and um, I mean, it, it, I, yes. What can I say? I did it. Yes, I did it on the phone. What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> At least you watched it. Hi, where did you? What did you do? Where I, were you I, I was when it happened? Actually, literally here on my computer, and um, I wanted to get up very, very early. I did not manage to get very, very early out of bed, but at least I was punctual at seven o'clock on my computer, and I was waiting. And when, then I heard that there were already delays, and they had some issues, yes. and I was already like, "Oh no, 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 not again, not again!" It seems to be so hard to get this thing up into the air. But then at at, at a certain point of time, I saw, "Oh, they they actually started the countdown!" Yeah, and and this was so exciting. I I was I was really sitting there biting my nails waiting if some other issues come up and then they said yeah now it's the point of no return and the battery needs to be uh, recharged if they, they recharged now. other ways yeah, yes then, I heard the same I was like okay started, this is this would be so weird yeah, now yeah. No, but, but really, really. And, and then when it when it went into the sky it was amazing before the show we already talked about this uh, how amazing it looked and how incredible it must have felt standing actually there on on a hill and watching this live and feeling the vibrations in your, in, in your body and i already almost felt it in my body only from watching seeing the lights the rockets the fire on on uh, on the uh, through the boosters um it was really magnificent yeah, yeah. totally 
And just because you also mentioned like you were waking up and you read the messages, what's like uh, you're not not working. I had a deal with my friend Sean who was like in Florida and uh, she knew that I would get up at like 6.30 ish. And so she sent me a status update <laughs> at like 6.15. So <laughs> telling me about what's currently going on and but that it's still looking good. And so I was like, okay, then I get up and make myself <laughs> ready for it. So I felt like yeah. it was the, the most weird thing to me was this. This is an unmanned capsule yeah. because I, in my head, this is a human mission, right? This is one of the few missions where men, uh, mankind actually sends people within this rocket to outer space and to the moon. So to me, I mean, it's, I mean, we've sent so many rockets without any <laughs> person in it, right? But to me, it was so, it felt super weird to think, wow, this is unmanned, and still it's gonna go to moon orbit, collect data, come back, and everything. It, it's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> there were actually some dummies in it, ah. like three. Yeah. Okay. Still so not if, human, I don't know yeah. if the random generator will pick my article, but <laughs> let's <if> try so. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. This is just one of the facts that it's mentioned. In there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for spoiling <laughs> this. No, but this is uh, maybe a very good transition to uh, let's go to the first article and maybe let's ignore the random generator. <laughs> Since we are a very small round today, Henrike, why don't you start with <laughs> oh, the No <birds>? way! <laughs> oh my God, I'm not prepared at all. <laughs> no kidding. So um, I obviously brought an article dealing with uh, the Artemis launch today uh, from The Verge for everyone who's just listening to us. And um, yeah, basically three times is a charm. Today was the day that Artemis 1 finally took off with a massive delay. Because, <laughs> I mean, for everyone who hasn't heard about Artemis 1 or is not familiar with this whole project, the original launch of Artemis 1 was planned for 2017, actually, <laughs> like five years ago. And um, it's not just timely delayed, it's also over budget since the beginning. So it, it wasn't really looking good the whole time. And this was now also the third launch attempt for this year alone. The first two being scrubbed in August and September due to engine failure and hydrogen leak. And today was also a hydrogen incident that at least could be fixed. And that I found really crazy because i mean these technicians first of all where have they been last time <laughs> like the cold red team <laughs> why where did they pop up all of a sudden but they went to the launch pad while the whole rocket was already fully fueled which is like i mean you go there and you have this massive and i mean it's the biggest launch system that nasa ever built it's fully you know um fueled as i said and you just go there and and continue working on that and fixing like a problem, which is like... As you a, said, it's the, the red shirt team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they said they did that this time, uh, thankfully. And afterwards, there was this Ethernet switch incident which needed to change and which also took like an hour. But then finally, it took off and it will be now orbiting the moon for a couple of days before returning back to Earth on December 11th. And as we already said, it's uncrewed, but there are actually three dummies that will, you know, like also do some measurements and like collect some data uh, on oh, radiation, etc. Yeah. Sorry? Pretty good dummies doing all the measurement. Yeah, pretty smart dummies. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty alive dummies. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe it's an AI. It's it's kind Best of alive. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. But like, no, it's all good. Like the <laughs> good one. Yeah, the next one will be crude then, which will hopefully take off in 2024, um, but also just orbiting, the, like just orbiting the moon. And then in 2025, uh, the first, you know, crew will be on board and actually land on the moon. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing. Um, as Tarek, as you said, it's like, even though you, if you haven't been there and just watched it from the screen, it was really like <gasps> breathtaking. And I was like stopping everything and was really excited that it took off because it's such a huge, massive rocket. And it's like the kickoff into like a new era of human, human exploration. Yeah. So pretty And, and I think <laughs> the astronauts who are going to fly to the moon or like around the moon with Artemis 2, they will probably very appreciate that all this effort and costs are taken to first send dummies to take all the measurements and have this test flight before actually people are sitting on this massive rocket next time it, it will launch. And when I think about SpaceX and the plans of uh, sending um, their spaceship to Mars and build the Mars colony, I can't imagine that they are going to have like these, these, this kind of test flights. I could imagine the, the first flight to Mars by SpaceX will be manned. They, they will take on like uh, very fast. But I mean, Tarek, but SpaceX has a totally different situation, right? I mean, the the, the I, I don't I don't know the name, Henrique. Please help me out here. Of their potential space uh, rocket, uh, sorry, uh, Mars rocket. The BFR, the big fucking rocket. Yeah, the BFR <laughs> is being tested right now. So I'm I, I think that SpaceX is a totally different situation because this needs to happen because this kind of rocket. Uh, I mean, we heard in the during the launch that the booster system actually is from the space shuttle, but um, it, these kind of things are very new. While Tesla, uh, sorry, Tim, Jesus, I'm so done today. SpaceX is um, <laughs> testing all of it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, but um, no, but they're testing their rockets ongoingly. So I think that it's a totally different situation for them, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not that NASA is not testing their rockets. The thing is that it's unpredictable what will happen in reality. I mean, even with all the the the, the accidents that happens. Every time I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, there's a defect on an Ethernet switch. And you could imagine... Ridiculous. This was probably tested Isn't a million times before. But then it's, it's there on the launch pad. And suddenly someone says, yeah, by the way, this Ethernet thing does not work. What, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> And I, I, I can't imagine how all these things are failing after being tested like a million times. And so I think the basic assumption is every time there will be failing something and the more real tests you, you do, the higher the probability is that you can catch these failures in time. Yeah, And uh, so I think it's, it's a very good thing to have this unmanned flight uh, with this rocket and this with, with a real like mission time with a real destination with a real um, length of, of uh, flying there but with the mars mission i can't imagine that they send the starship to mars unmanned and let it come back just to see how it performs over time yeah i mean because i also i mean i don't know that would be interesting probably there are people there willing to to do that you know take the risk and and go on this uh big fucking rocket for the first time for the first flight there but in, i mean and all of these projects are super expensive yeah. i mean all of them cost shit lots of money 
and um, but still comparing comparing the the lunar missions to the Mars mission, which takes much longer. It's like the time there that it, that it takes to go there in the first place. All of that combined, I'm I'm with you. I, I could imagine that they're like, okay, we have to try it on the first attempt with people to make this, you know, also, to be also as more cost conscious as isn't Mars. Possible. Don't we have this very specific issue of there being a window to send something yeah. to Mars and back? So we not even so okay. One, let's say a rocket. We send a rocket to Mars. It's around a six month journey. When I'm not completely wrong maybe eight months something like this okay forth and back it's two years whatever let's say two years just because they're in orbit and everything okay but then there is this window only coming up every few years when i'm not mistaken where we can launch something to mars so we would actually need to wait potentially even longer in yeah. order to send test something right. because we would need to wait until the right yeah. window right right yeah time is tight to not to not miss it yeah. then in the end and go yeah. beyond and then wait the three more years yeah. because we don't have the resources to send something right away yeah. out of the launch window so for, for this for this project you probably have to raise a lot of money by uh, selling uh, verification check marks for example <laughs> wow and now that, it all makes sense time is time is tied is the <laughs> motto today i think for Tarek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just read today i mean do we have a twitter article coming up today i think so oh okay, believe then. me we have because <laughs> <laughs> there's been news today so that's why yeah. but then i just keep quiet until later <laughs> no but this is a good question do i'll be doing two or one article today because one. i submitted two like a good um, tech review co-host but i'm not sure how many we were we're doing probably uh probably yeah time is tight <laughs> so one <laughs> Just half, okay. half. So, so we need to. to we need to. We need to discuss. Now let's 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 uh, let uh, let's look what the random generator says. Let's and check. then I have uh, an issue for us. And now this. What a coincidence! It's Twitter. <laughs> no, but this is the issue. So um, since we have it open, let's do that one. And I don't know. We're gonna talk about the other thing it's not that big we're going to talk about it after the show um i need to i need to release sorry just for subscribers <laughs> yeah, you, and we're going to talk about that on our twitter blue account exactly yeah. <laughs> on the tech review blue no, account yeah so it's very interesting because this article is like a summary of twitter blue so far we can see that there um, uh, henrique you and i spoke about this this morning right that twitter blue is coming back elon tweeted that it is actually coming back to twitter and they had some ups and downs as we all know right twitter blue having a few benefits but the biggest one obviously being the verification mark and then they saw a lot of impersonations they saw issues with being verified and and not being verified and the twitter staff raised those issues just like everybody else before that being launched so we it is it is definitely a decision a decision that elon musk took more or less single-handedly without anybody backing him and um he, then they blocked every political blue user from switch it from changing their account names they have two different types of verification they uh, enabled so when you click on the twitter blue uh, on the verification mark you can either see this is verified because this is a person of public interest or it's a person because they're just verified because this is this with Twitter blue. Then they turned this feature off again. Then they turned it on again. And then they um, turned Twitter blue off 
Yeah, completely. But the whole question is, and we discussed this yesterday, why? Why would Elon do that? And it's very interesting because this Twitter article, this article about Twitter, actually shows that Twitter Blue definitely had more users than Twitter Blue before. So the last version of Twitter Blue before Elon Musk had around 100k subscribers. Now this new version has around 140k subscribers. But we can still see that actually they need much more subscribers in order to um, much more subscribers in order to actually make a benefit out of it uh, or an added value. This is the better. This is the better case. So we see that it doesn't matter what happens. Um, this will not deliver upon what they need. And I think that is very interesting to note that even if it doesn't matter what what that feature looks like, if the uh, verification steps are too high, Right. If if you're being verified, maybe via ID, and then they still that there's a I don't know a managing team that looks into should we actually verify you or not? Then we're back at the old system, right? More or less, but with payment. And the other way around, we see that it it is just not paying off as much as they thought so. So this is extremely interesting. We will see how this continues. We will see, uh, yeah, what happens. I think on the 7th of December, we will see Twitter Blue coming back if anybody wants to uh, subscribe there. But um, yeah, very interesting. In addition to that, maybe what I read in the New York Times today is that um, Elon Musk also sent out an email to all employees um, telling them they have the choice until Thursday. So in two days, uh, no, well, tomorrow, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so confused um, to decide whether or not they want to stay with Twitter or if they want to leave. If they stay, that will mean a lot of extra hours and a lot of work. <laughs> and the focus will be on engineering and not on product management and design. So times will be getting tough at Twitter. And um, For sure. also in comparison to that, kind of interesting to see how they can kind of, you know, like improve the product improve the algorithm improve you know everything in the in the back to hope, hopefully kind of get back on track yeah and get rid of people who are not like in line with his vision and um, his way of working yeah i could really imagine that they have a very hard time to keep their employees because if i imagine that i'm a developer at twitter right now and half of the staff is fired and i'm one of the lucky ones who is allowed to stay and then my ceo comes and says yeah by the way starting tomorrow you have to do the work for two because for some reason half of the staff is missing congratulations <laughs> i think i would i would think about if there is another job that is maybe more attractive than this shit show that Plus, for some reason. plus, look at the article, right? I mean, we discussed yesterday, advertisers are going off the platform, right? Now you see this. When you scroll down in the article, you will see that they, to, to actually make a dent, they would need around 20-something million people to actually subscribe to Twitter Blue, and high number, like more people than live in Liechtenstein or something. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, think of this, right? Around the, it's ridiculous, and you see all of this, and then you're being asked to do over hours, even though your CEO says, and it's very likely. I mean, we don't know what stunts Elon Musk can pull off, but it's very likely that this company will be bankrupt, and so yeah. you put in the over hours just to maybe 
be fired a few months later. Later on. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, all of, and all of the people <laughs> around you already have a new job. So potentially also you will not find the dream job that you put you, maybe you could get right now. I'm, I'm not saying Meta would be a good place right now. <laughs> but, um, or Amazon. But how about Mas Mastodon? What's this yeah. called? Like the other platform? The, the Mastodon. competitor now? Mastodon, yeah. right? It's, 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 it's so yeah. crazy. And I don't know, like, I mean, I would probably stay because I'm too loyal to companies, but still, I would, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if Elon Musk is thinking about some kind of extra compensation because, yeah, it would be great to be loyal to your company, but to actually make this challenge interesting, I think he must pull some sort of incentive out of the head, like bonus But how? Where is the or... money coming from? Where would that come from? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Tarek, tell us selling, now, please. Selling, Where's the money coming from? <laughs> he just sold I mean, a lot at the of same time, I mean, at the same time, seeing that Meta, Snap, all the other, Amazon, they're all firing a lot of people right now. The other side is like, okay, right now I'm still having a job. I still get like my monthly paycheck. I can still pay my rent and feed my family. So maybe I stay, I pull in the extra hours and I'm, you know, willing to do all that because I still have a job, you sure. know, because it's you. also not so easy finding a job than at the other big uh, popular tech companies because they're just firing people themselves. It's true. Y usually you would say engineering jobs in Silicon Valley are easy to get for engineers. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is usually not not a problem. But right now it is true. We see in this economic crisis that even IT in Silicon Valley has some problems. And I, I still think that it's not impossible if you come from Twitter or Facebook or, or Amazon to find a find a new job. But I don't think it's as easy as it was like one year ago. Yeah, absolutely. And now this. So since we are in our new compact format, let's jump to the next article, which comes from The Guardian. And The Guardian writes, There is backlash after 500 drones light up the New York City sky to celebrate Candy Crush. I thought I'd bring something <laughs> new, lighthearted with me today. Yeah, And these 500 lighted drones were flown in a synchronized show against the Manhattan skyline. I can show it here. To mark 10 years of the wildly popular cell phone game Candy Crush. Yeah, The display was flown over land. Uh, from the no neighboring New, New Jersey, where they were able to, to fly this, so that they don't violate the, the New York City airspace. And a local Democratic state senator said this was outrageous yeah, to spoil the, the city's famous skyline for private profit, yeah, because it's like Candy Crush advertising, basically. Yeah. And if you are listening right now, um, we are showing on the screen the, the image of drones, painting basically uh, or, or forming uh, the advertising for Candy Crush in the sky. And it looks quite cool, right? Uh, but it is an advertising <laughs> yes. in the sky. <laughs> Duh. I, I personally think this headline is very important because so far this is something that we only know from Hollywood, from sci-fi movies where people have like these uh, automated drones and they paint pictures or something. And now it starts that these drones become mainstream. And we see these amazing videos on YouTube and everywhere where we have these drone formations and they fly and they, they do amazing things. And so far it's art. It's, it's really beautiful. But the moment it becomes like mainstream, 
it will be commercialized. Yeah, And so I could imagine that this is now a new business model and after Candy Crush set a new standard, I don't know, maybe next week they will have another uh, advertising contractor uh, co contract with, with another company. Then we will see, I don't know, like Amazon Black Friday advertising in the sky and then they will have like hourly slots which you can book through the whole night and suddenly the night sky becomes the world's biggest advertising landscape, right? And so this is yeah. actually a question that needs to be answered by, I don't know, by, by uh, probably the politicians who gave out these permits. If there is something like a permit for using the night sky as advertising area. But oh, there is one for it, sure. It, it uh. will become a topic, right? And yeah, I'm very curious to see how this develops over time, if this is going to be like a no-go that people will start to, to forbid this very, very uh, quickly, or if this will be actually a thing where we are very profitable, yeah, because I could imagine that they were willing to give out these permits for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so every, every budget is tight. Yeah, but from, from own experience, I know that as a, a private drone pilot, it might, it is oftentimes very hard to find spaces where it's actually allowed to, to fly a drone. And so a project like that, yeah, it's, it's probably high stakes and you need a lot of permits for that. <laughs> What are you thinking? Definitely. Yeah, you definitely need a lot of permission and it would take a lot of money just to fly them there for a few minutes because no other aircraft um, who's normally allowed to go through this airspace can go through there so yeah just fun fact i never played candy crush <laughs> did you guys actually play it <laughs> in those past 10 years i never did it once. i i also didn't play it but i know that it is extremely popular and whenever someone searches for an arbitrary smartphone game that a lot of people are playing they usually say yeah it's, it's like candy crush yeah, so it's, i think it's one of the most True. popular yeah. smartphone games i mean I also know about yep. it, but I just never happened to play it. It's, it's a pre-installed game. I think that is one of the core. I mean, remember that Windows 10 debugger, right? Hey, Candy Crush actually is pre-installed on Windows 10. Oh, um, really? It is? Yeah, it, there is a shortcut, and then you need to load some additional material <laughs> and everything. Yeah, but it is it is by contract. So if you install a brand new version of Windows 10, right, uh, like fresh out of the box, I'm not saying like you don't buy a computer. I mean, remember the 2010s when we had McAfee on our Acer computers, and everyone was asking themselves why. <laughs> yes, no, but um, so Candy Crush actually is by default pre as a shortcut pre-installed on Windows 10. Yeah, crazy uh, how some fuck. crazy how some companies are buying uh, into the smartphone uh, companies to be pre-installed yeah. on their devices yeah. right <laughs> also news apps right pre-installed what is this can't imagine <laughs> um, but, <laughs> no, but, can't imagine anyone doing that yeah no no but i wanted to talk about something else actually i wanted to say i think also it looks quite nice right and if we talk, talk about the implications in the future i can see the point that this might be something we don't want to see at all times Then again, this very specific moment, right? The very specific example, I don't think, I, I can't imagine this being a big issue because, I mean, we all know the drones, state, state of the art drones, especially the state of the art drones you can buy like in a pack of 500 or rent in a pack of 500. What is the battery capacity of this? It, it's not an hour. It, it's, I don't know, it's something between 20 minutes and 40 minutes, maybe, if, even if. And I would argue an advertisement for that amount of time is not something that harms a lot of people by being in the sky. If it then makes a loud noise, I mean, we all know how 
how loud actually a drone can be that not the military ones though um this uh, <laughs> might be something else. no but no but just the visibility i don't think that's a big harm but then again Tarek, you're absolutely right um, this leads to a question of what's the legislation behind it that is a much yeah. more crucial topic that, because this is fun it's but... not harming the people but yeah. like the birds it's threatened the birds this drone strike let's uh, just read it there it also threatened <laughs> birds <laughs> This, this drone I, I'm not deep enough in the topic. Yes. No, but, yeah, but, but this, you said something. Would have, must be. Yeah. yeah sorry. No, yeah. no. You go ahead. No, I was thinking like um, for special occasions. I mean, I could imagine um, as we see it with fireworks. Yeah, you, fireworks are permitted for New Year's and Fourth uh, of July in the U.S., for example. And I could imagine having something like this as a as a very extravagant. A light show in the air for special occasions no problem but the the thing the topic here is that it is commercialized so a private company is renting the airspace to do some advertising yeah so this is not a special occasion this is simply advertising space yeah? and i think th this is the big question i don't think some anyone has a problem if for new years instead of fireworks we have a drone show it might even be more sustainable right C could be even a better solution than than uh, fireworks but having this 24 7 uh, out for rent for for the reasons of, of profitability i think this is something that is maybe distasteful and doing more harm than good and if it's only done for profit then i i don't think that people will like it yeah it's also i mean we can always challenge things by is it visible in blade runner and <laughs> if it's visible in blade runner it's probably not that good for us we call it so the blade we runner threshold yes so we see this and i think we can all agree doesn't look like something we would want this is this is nice we should invent this uh, for tech review so if we have some tech news we will introduce something like uh, the the blade runner test so will this new invention <laughs> pass the blade runner test yeah? <laughs> verified by tech review no i mean Im imagine this being a, um, a wallace advertisement huh uh, i mean this would change the whole thing right oh this would be actually a great prank imagine somebody booking this to display a wireless advertisement or something like that, this would definitely give like a like a bad feeling, <laughs> give off a bad vibe. <laughs> if I were a, a billionaire, I would make a fake advertising for Cyberdyne systems or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something like UAC from Doom or something. And you're like, what? What? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's already our time. 30 minutes. Thank you so much for this, I would almost say, special episode <laughs> of Tech Review. I personally, I like this shorter format. And this means we see you back in one week. <laughs> see you then. Have a nice night. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Tech Review. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you. And if it was, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next Tech Review.